Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Dungeon Boys. It's been a hot minute. It seems like every episode I start with saying it's been a hot minute, but it's been a it's been a hot and toasty minute. We haven't seen you or spoken to you since before Christmas and New Year's. It was a Merry Christmas for us all. It was a Happy New Year for us all. And now we jump headlong into what will no doubt be another screaming hellscape uh, in 2021. But we have our own hellscape in Barovia, which we will all enjoy together. My name's Keith, and I'll be your DM. Josh playing Reginald, your orc fighter. And I'm Bryce playing the rogue ranger shifter, Jericho. I am <clears throat> Zenus playing uh, the rogue cleric, Derman. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. And I'll be playing everybody else. Brief recap of last time. Reginald remained at in the town of Valaki, where he was picking up a few things. He picked up some cool gloves. Uh, I assume he's going to remember the different items he got. He got some gloves that would resist fr- frost and allow him to handle, or resist uh, frost and ice damage and allow him to handle this, the freezy mold. He also received, I believe, a pouch for potions and a general... A uh, well-insulated bag for the carrying around of raw meat, for reasons that are his own. He also met up with a man who looked very much um, like Olaf from Lemony Snicket's A Series of Unfortunate Events. Met up with this guy in the Blue Water Inn. He's staying there with Irwin, who turns out to be Rictavio uh, or Rudolf von Richten. They were looking for Rudolf von Richten because they found a page of his journal uh, where the other group of the party were, uh, and they were hunting them down because it seemed like Rudolf von Richten might have it out for uh, Strahd. And so looking for him uh, because he is a bit of a... um, I think I might hear somewhat... Bryce, I guess since you have the mic maybe close to your mouth, I might hear your nose. Oh. I might hear your inward breathing. <laughs> of course, you can't hear my voice. I could, but you uh, can hear my nose. <laughs> right? Yeah. Honestly, it's it's unfair. <clears throat> All right, we have an audio like, problems. There's nothing I hate. I can't see out of my left eye because I have it that close to my face, but I have it above my nose. Can you hear me good? Okay. I think I can hear you. I think we're. I think we'll be okay. Okay. As long as Zencaster does what we pay it to do. Um, and it looks like the people on the YouTube can do it. Welcome to the stream, J-Dub. How you doing? Never met you before. Wink. Uh-huh. Um, anyway, uh, Reginald met Rudolf von Richten, who told him a few different stories. Something about a saber-toothed tiger. He lost his arm and a leg to a saber-toothed tiger that he was keeping in the city. He was going to try to hunt down some Vistani folks. He's definitely into hunting down, uh the devil strad, but the only thing, the only real help that he could offer Reginald was to give him a diagram for arrows that could be used to attach the fire, you know, the, the alchemist fire that they found in his wagon. Remind, you can remind me of anything else they might've learned from Rudolf von Richten, except, you know, that he has uh, a, a hatred for Strahd. He wants to kill Strahd. He feels unable to do that. Now he also pointed the boys in the direction of the castle. Um, the castle Ravenloft where he imagined 
many of those uh, prophecies and I believe different things that they, you know, that they would have, you guys would eventually need to go to Castle Ravenloft. Uh, on the Jericho and Derman side of things and Irina Kolyana side of things, they all spent some time at the Tower of Kazan. They fought off some zombies that came out of the ground trying to stay alive, trying to keep Irina alive. But in the end, Derman would touch the door, the magical door of the Tower of, the, of Kazan for the last time, causing lightning to shoot out of the sky, destroy the tower, and almost kill them. They were only saved by the good-naturedness of Jericho and Irina. Well, he was only saved by their good-naturedness trying to save him. But really, yeah, Irina's good nature. She tried to save them, uh, save him, but they failed in their attempt. Uh, The building came falling down, and then some guardian ravens that were watching over them, some were-ravens that had been sent by Damian Martikov or Davian Martikov to watch over them, saved their lives at the last minute. And it was revealed that they, uh, you know, that they do have some watchful crows, some watchful, watchful ravens. We ended the scene last time with Reginald showing back up after his shopping trip, coming into the wagon where everyone was taking a nice long rest. Uh, <clears throat> and I think that's exactly where we ended. And then I explained everything that von Richten had told me. Yes, and then Reginald explained everything that von Richten had told you. And real quickly for chat, I do have I I set up an uh, a recurring bot thing that explains that because we're recording a podcast, I don't respond a ton to chat. We don't usually have a lot of chat in these streams; they're not super well attended. But whenever there is chat, I tend I will definitely read everything you say, but I likely may not respond to everything you say. But Illy the Kitty Uwu, hello, welcome to the stream. We're playing D&D together. Um, so cool. Any questions? Anything anybody would like to add? I think there might be a slight delay in my microphone, but I don't think it'll cause too much problems. A delay? Yeah, like I feel like whenever you say something and I say something, there's a pause between each thing. Oh, maybe so. Maybe it's just the nature of remote recording. Yeah, it could be. Um, so yeah, we fi- the party finds themselves... In the circus e wagon, <clears throat> beside the ruins of the the now ruined tower of Kazan. Oh, we all got a long rest at the end there too. Yes, yeah. you all got a long rest at the end. Um, we all you all have a long rest, and um, what else? I think that was it. I think that was the end. Everybody was in the wagon. You all had a long rest, and let's say it's just straight up the following morning. You've had a long rest. The sun is bleakly rising on the the land of Barovia. Reginald has explained everything that was told to him. He has given you the diagram for the new arrows. Uh, the armor is on the back of the wagon, and the I guess you hitched up your horse to the back or to the front whenever you got there. Let's say you hitched up your horse, and it's now ready to pull this wagon if you'd like for it to, um, or not. Up to you. But that's where we are. Let it play, baby. Let it play. Sweet. Um, okay, so we just woke up? Yeah, you just woke up. The sun is bleakly rising on the land of Barovia. We all slept in, like, a pile on the floor of this carriage, correct? Yeah. 
It was just like I I I just picture a a meat pile on the floor of of, of bodies. Oh, my neck hurts. Hey, you louts, wake up! I want to smack Dermon on the face a little bit. <gasps> I think the sun's up. We need to get moving. No, and I like he Dermon stretches out in typical cat fashion. Arena, hey, come on. All of you. Yes, yes. Oh, Reginald. yes. I, I'm, I'm up. I'm, I'm getting up. Reginald's here, right? Yeah, he's up. He's up. I explained here, the story, here, here. and then you said we all got a long rest in the wagon. So, yeah, he's here. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I forgot you did that part. <laughs> um, I don't really know. We, we were. What was our next goal? Were we trying to get to that pool first? Oh, if you yeah, if you will remember, your Irina Kolyana has returned to you with the help of Erwin Martikov, and his goal was, or her goal is to get you to take her to the uh, city of Kresk, the most western city in the realm of Barovia. Uh, there is supposedly a sacred pool there that may be able to help uh, heal Gertrude her. Because she has been bitten by the vampire Strahd. No! Huh. Krisk is... Well, it's just around the corner from the tower. As the uh, raven flies, we could cross the pool and be over there in no time at all, me and Dermon. But I suppose we got the hot rod wagon now. We should probably use it. I don't believe either of you will be able to carry me on your raven wings. Yeah... That's true. All right. Is there anything else we need to take care of here? Or shall we crack on? Well, I feel a lot better after last night. I imagine that because all that is left is a pile of rubble outside the wagon, I I can't quite imagine any other way I can waste any time here. Dermon snaps up and, like, like looks out like whatever the door or whatever to this wagon and he's like he looks excited and he kind of gasps a little bit and he's like do you think that do you think that the door is still there you know I kind of thought that violent bout of dumbassery you had was a dream I had <laughs> but now it happened and yes I'm if anything is left I'm sure that door is left do you think the door had the no, magic? No, no, no. I think it, if I have enough rope, I'm going to tie you to it and throw you in the lake. I used all the rope to tie the armor to the wagon. We could untie the We could put him in the armor. Oh, yeah, that, that reminds me. Um, What's his name? One of Damien's kids, or Davian's kids. He was here to help us with the whole tower collapse and ordeal and I asked him what he thought about the armor and he said that it could be activated with a phrase or magic word did anyone try like an open sesame or something like that on it no no we threw a head at it does that yeah, count you, you took the head at it I remember that yes. you did very uh, hard did the head say anything mid-flight no Mid splatter it just exploded. No, slight whistling noise, but beyond that, no. No, nothing at all. I'm sure we will find something later. Uh, I don't think we're going to guess it. Maybe we will. I don't know. 
but we can try some of that on the way to Kresk before yeah. Irina turns into a bat. Speaking of which, oh, you two fellas, you can, like you said, as the raven flies, y'all could do... Uh, you could get there a little quicker than we could. Maybe we could uh, follow up with the uh, the old wagon here full of supplies. Yeah, we just got back together. I think uh, splitting the party at this point would probably be a poor choice. Yeah, I don't know. I something, something feels off about that. Reginald uh, is like looking out over the ruins of the tower that was standing while before he left and slowly nodding that head. You, you might... Beyond is something there. Um, Irina like grabs at the wound on her neck where the uh, where the straw bit her, um, and when she does that, she kind of like moves her what's co- the clothing covering her shoulder aside, and you can see that that wound is just getting blacker and blacker, and the blackness is spreading, you know, deeper and deeper through her skin and and over her shoulder and down her back and her chest and everything. Um, and she says, I, I don't know how much longer this, this will last before whatever is going to happen to me happens. I feel that if I am to turn into some sort of spawn for, for the devil straw, that we may all need to stay together. You may, be, you, you may need all your combined strength to deal with me if that happens. There you go, boys. Mm-hmm. And you, you know, I, I think we might best be on the way. Yes. Yeah. Irina, I don't much have interest in, you know, killing you. I fear that if the if if uh, this is allowed to continue and nothing stops this from overtaking me, I may have a desire to kill you. Huh. Well. Two of the three of us can just fly away, and I mean, I guess Reginald's a pretty good runner. You would leave I mean, your friend to you would leave your friend to do combat with a vampire's thrall. We'd have to play it by ear when it comes. It's not going to come to that. We'll burn that bridge when it, when we come to it. While all this conversation is going on, um, Reginald has has basically fallen out of the door of the of the wagon and he's uh he's getting everything ready ready for departure. Okay. Hey, Reginald, uh where are those diagrams you had for making the crossbow bolts that go boom? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just like fishing around in my pocket and I I pull out like, you know, the the wads of paper, they're all crumpled up and I just I I just slap them in his hand. It should all be there. Might have lost a piece or two, but I think that's about it. How did you get these so sweaty? <laughs> Old family tradition. <laughs> Just uh, family. Were you able to secure uh, the bag I needed? Oh, right, right, right. And I, I, um, I actually left it on the the front seat of the carriage when I climbed up underneath to you know tell him what's going on. So I, I, I hand him the the bag and the uh, and the cool gloves. Okay. Oh, nice. Oh, and they're a good fit, too. <laughs> I, got, I, uh, I got just like a regular um, pouch as well, right? 
Yeah, you said you wanted just a regular pouch for your potions. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna pass that over to uh, to Derman. Hey, hey Derman, I I picked this up while I was in town. I figured we could shove as many of them um, alchemy files down in there, and you know, we run into a bridge what needs burning or something. We just chuck the whole lot at it. Oh yes, I like that a lot. That is a great idea. Yeah, I thought you would. I thought you would. Good thing you took down that tower before we got here, or it might have been a fine target. But uh, yes, we'll yes, find use be. for it yet. I'm sure. Oh, I'm, I'm positive a, we will. I'm gonna go ahead and dump my cold mold covered ball bearings into the new bag. Okay, the insulated bag. Them, yeah, I've been carrying them in a wine bottle in a sack this whole time. Okay. Cool. This whole conversation just sounds wrong in so many levels. <laughs> a cold mold covered ball bearings. <laughs> Man, commercial on Barovia Radio. There's like, I think it's a thousand ball bearings in a bag. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah. They're well soaked. I'm sure the mold is spread over them. Yeah, I'm picturing, Bryce, you remember that game, that Crossfire game we had? Crossfire, yeah. That's what I'm picturing, those kind of ball bearings, like little fellas. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Because they're meant to be like, a, you pour them on the ground and people trip on them. So, yeah, I mean, if they were any bigger than that, a thousand of them, it would be it would be pretty, be pretty rough. Could you imagine, like, a thousand half-inch ball bearings? A thousand jawbreakers in your backpack? Yeah. Um, okay, so let me tell you about these go- these gloves real quick. You sli- Let's say you slip, you, you want to put those bad boys on. Mm. Let's say you slip those gloves on to figure out how they fit, and you, like, attune to them or whatever. Um, you can now touch those ball bearings without, you know, you, you can now handle that cold mold uh, without any sort of detriment to your body. Note, you take no damage. You can also, though, you have resistance to cold, any damage that comes from cold or low temperatures while you're wearing these. So if someone were to stab you with an ice pick, you'd only take half the half that cold damage. I hope an ice pick doesn't deal cold damage. I well, it, it yields some cold damage, like the little pickaxe thing you use for climbing icy mountain. Oh, excuse me, an icicle. Okay, <laughs> diehard style. Excuse me. Gotcha. Excuse me. Excuse me. Scoozy. All right. Um. So I want to, while we are en route, I want to be making as many of these flaming arrows as I can. Okay. Um, it's going to take you a, a couple hours, uh, probably be midday or so It's several, several miles as the, as the, uh, as the, the cart will take you, um, within a couple hours using the well-drawn, uh, blueprints that Rudolph von Richten provided for you. Let's say you are able to craft five of these arrows that can be loaded with alchemist fire. These arrows do an extra one D 10 of fire damage. Uh, on top of whatever damage impact of the arrow does, and then within five feet of impact, it it does one d10 of fire damage to um anything within five feet. One d10 on the impact, and one d10 in five feet. Yeah, one d10. Yeah, one d10. So, so when you hit something, you'll roll damage for a bolt plus one d10, and then if other things are within five feet. Um, does the thing we'll do, that got hit, does it get the second D10 of spread? 
Yeah, so if your arrow is 1d8, you're going to do 1d8 of damage with the impact, and then 1d10 fire damage to the person that you hit. Okay, but they all they don't also get the five foot radius effect as well, do they? No, 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 no. Anything around it will also get the opportunity to make a DC fifteen uh, saving throw to jump out of the way of the fire when it blows. Dexterity. Yeah. DC sixteen or fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. So you bear that in mind, buddy boy. To take half or to avoid it altogether? Uh, take half, excuse me. All right, cool. All right. So now that you have that, you have a, a, a probably a more concrete record of what these things do. So hold on to that. Um. All right. Well, I'll, I'll go with that for now. Are we on our merry way towards Krisk? Um, I don't know if y'all have actually left yet. I just wanted to go ahead and deal with those arrows while I was thinking about it. But if you... Yeah, I'd say we go ahead and leave. Before uh, we leave, I want to, like, go in the back of the wagon and just tighten down those ropes really good on the armor, make sure it's not getting anywhere. But as I'm tightening the ropes, I just want to glance towards the rubble and kind of glance back towards Dermon, ponderingly. I know. No, better not. Better not. I'm I'm focused on the armor because ever since um, uh, Bryce or Jericho mentioned the uh, the the word the phrase could activate it, I'm I'm kind of Dermot's very curious about it. So he's like looking at the uh, the armor. So when you look at me, Reginald, I just kind of like give you uh, like a smile, like a toothy grin, and then two thumbs up. Like, really excited. Like, you're doing great, buddy. Yep. I'm returning the, the two thumbs, big cheesy smile. The, yeah. You, you, nothing to see. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, it's everything's good. It's all good. It's all good. Um, and then once we leave, I want to just spend time kind of studying and trying to see if I can... I don't know. I'm just, I just basically, I just want to roll Arcana on this, this suit of armor and see if it like anything, anything happens magically. Okay. Hold that real quick. Bryce, will you mark down, uh, you mark down a timestamp. I got to take Mia downstairs. She's being a brat. Yeah. Go for it. BRB. Burb. Well, if Keith is gone and y'all is talking amongst thyselves, I'm going to go grab me a Coca-Cola. You better not without getting me one, too. You're closer to the fridge than I am. That's true. You want me to grab that? I got to come down there anyway. Fine, be that way. I am um, super excited for D&D. Yes. I'm really excited to play um, Grimm again. As well, oh, me too. Uh, I, I miss I miss Arlo too. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Oh man, I love the I love the world that Keith has crafted. Yeah, he has done a good job. So you 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 boys here in this chat and on chat in this in this stream and Twitch and all that, if you haven't haven't watched those uh, or listened to those and watched, they're also on YouTube. It's as what or they were. I don't know, but if you haven't. 
listen to those early stages. You should get should get on that because that's good stuff. Oh yeah, plus a couple of one shots. I mean, good grief! I think we got forty episodes of regular season plus another like ten or fifteen episodes of some bonus content there for you. So yeah. definitely got to check that one out. A lot of stuff. All right. You you get to watch us or listen to us fumble our way through D and D, figuring things out along the way. Are we making advertisements? Yeah, for definitely. The first time nice. voice. Oh yeah, we'll eventually get back there too. All right, so you ro- what'd you roll for your Arcana check? Sixteen. Sixteen. Okay. Um, I'm going to. So you're going to do that while you're riding? Yeah, I like the the entire time we're on the way from the statue from the tower to Kresk or where our destination like. That's what Dermot is doing. He's like he's studying this this statue. So, um, yeah. How, if you want me to just roll once for that whole time, or you know, roll like no, that's, or whatever. Yeah, that's either. fine. Once, once will be good. Okay. So by the time you guys arrive at Kresk, you will have yeah, at least just flavor wise. I just like they're they've got things to do, crafting and all that kind of stuff. I'm just I'm kind of taking my my driving seriously. So that's what Reginald's doing along the way. Okay. Cool. All right, I'm back in. Sorry about that. Gotcha. Welcome back. Um, juice licking you... up the coke. Do what? Uh, I said juice is licking up that coke. Oh, you spilled some coke. Oh, some. I figured Josh would have told you. I yeah. I opened it and I went to pick it up and I hit it with my pinky instead and oh. knocked the bottle off the table. Oh. But I caught it in midair. By shoving my finger down the hole, so I only spilled like five <laughs> drops of it. But it nice. took a little bit, and it started spraying around my finger. So I stuck my finger and the bottle in my mouth all at one time. <laughs> I wish I had. See, that's when I wish we all had video, so that we could we could keep a clip of that. Gosh, that's mm-hmm. funny. Um. All right. So for that Arcana check, by the time you arrive at Kresk. Um, which you do, you guys do not encounter really any issues on the way there. Nothing, nothing wild, nothing crazy. No more things hunting you down at this point, at least for this journey. Uh, at what, as you head up the road, as you're getting close to arriving, it's some, it, the, the, the word of power or the phrase of power is not coming directly to your mind yet, uh, Dermon, but you can, you can tell that in your brain, you, as you study this, you're like, well, I suppose it could be a phrase or maybe it could be a name. And so you're the, the idea that the, the power word could be a name solidifies in your mind on the way there. Dermon whispers to the statue by the power of Grayskull. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I not understand that reference? It's He-Man, Keith. Oh, uh, my bad. Sorry. I got a lot on my mind, like the whole world you're living in. That's my <laughs> okay, All right. All right. That's Keith my idea. slide this one time. That's no, we're not going to let it slide. Just to make you feel bad, John made a reference to that. Oh, I, I held up a Coke bottle the other day, and I said, I have the power. And John shouted, by the power of Grayskull. <laughs> I just, you that. I don't know. I don't don't cut me any slack. I don't deserve it. No slack, Keith. No right. slack. We'll okay. Here we go. As you're traveling down the old Zvalich Road, the road branches north and climbs a rocky escarpment. 
ending at a gatehouse built into a 20-foot high wall of stone reinforced with buttresses every 50 feet or so. The wall encloses a settlement on the side of a snow-dusted mountain spur. Beyond the wall, you see the tops of snow-covered pines and thin, white wisps of smoke. Man, this sounds like my kind of place. (laughs) The somber toll of a bell. Nope. (laughs) Comes from a stone (laughs) abbey. The somber toll of a bell comes from a stone abbey that clings to the mountainside high above the settlement. The steady chime is inviting. A welcome change from the deathly silence and oppressive fog to which you have grown accustomed. It's hard to tell at this distance, but there seems to be a switchback road clinging to the cliffs that lead up from the walled settlement to the abbey. So you guys are now approaching the village of Crest. For our people who are watching on the on the stream, I will now change the image here. Um, so if you guys... I wish I could... I don't think I can. Maybe I can. Hold on. Is there a way to post this in our Discord server like this? No, there is not. What do you need? Um, I just was looking. I have an image that I was intending to post, but just it'll take me a, a hair longer. That I want to give you guys the feeling. The people on on stream. What I'm I'm just put up put up a picture of what you guys ought to be. Ought to be seeing. <clears throat> I can post the map at least. Yeah, that'll be good. Post post that map, and then I'll throw up the. Uh... <laughs> then I'll throw up. I'll vomit. <laughs> post the map, and I'll vomit. Here we go. Going into the Discord in three, two, one. These are the vibes, chat. These are the vibes that you're supposed to. Or not yes, or people in my voice chat <laughs> chat should already see it. Um, but yes, just picture that's kind of misty town with a big stone wall on the side of this, on the side of this mountain pine, snow dusted pines all around as you uh, head up towards the gate. The question now is, do you continue? You posted yes. that in Dungeoneering. That's what I meant to put huh, just it- for you guys to see. Oh, I thought you meant for everybody in Discord. No, huh? Gotcha. But that's where you're headed. This is the place. There should be nothing to worry about, fellas. I used to be a cousin from Crisk. What? Yes, what? Well, yeah, I went back to town, and I I was impersonating... His cousin from Crisp. Erwin, his cousin from Crisp. Oh, you're saying you pretended to... This was part of your disguise. Well, yeah, but I, I mean, I, at one point, I was somebody's cousin from Crisp, so I think I pretty well got this in the bag. Um, I, I don't think that's how it works. Reginald, you have gotten very far for what you're working with. You know, I'm willing to accept it at this point. I feel like that th- this he's making good strides, I feel. So, Reginald, just as a character, he's just feeling confident about the whole situation. Like, you know, he's heard a lot about this town. You know, he's apparently uh, was impersonating somebody from this town. I mean, it, it seems like a decent place. He just feels confident. Um, Irina mentions to all of you 
Um, my guess is, you know, she there. You guys have like a window between Reg, where Reginald is, and then the rest of you inside the cart or something. Because remember, this is a covered wagon. Um, uh, Irina, uh, you know, leans toward you all and says, "Now you all are new here, so uh, the little I know of Kresk, I have never visited, but this is a very um, keep to yourself." kind of community no one typically from what i know ever leaves the village and it's it's really from what i hear uh more of a commune than an actual municipality uh they they are self-sufficient from what i know the only thing that i believe that they get from the outside you know world is is wine think everything else they make their they make themselves so let us be wary of this i suppose as we as we go in i know how you all like to barge i I don't know what you're talking about you killed the mayor of the last town we visited you did kill the mayor yes Yes, he's he's not alive yes yes that was sarcasm thank you I feel like in another life you'd probably choose to kill the constable of a whole city. You know nothing, Mully, and I've tried telling you that time and again. One day you'll start listening and you'll see things in a whole new light. Huh. I'm waiting for that day. Why I don't are see here? it. I don't remember. I honestly don't remember. I think that last lightning bolt jogged, uh, uh, knocked a few of my marbles loose, if you know what I mean. You, you are... You are here because this wound uh, from where Strahd has beaten me, it is the the sickness within is growing. I'm feeling weaker and weaker. And uh, the priest of Barovia, from where I'm from, uh, has told me that there is a blessed pool here in Crest that if anything can heal me, it may only be these blessed waters. And you are here as my guides and my protectors to get me to that pool. Well, do you know where it is, or do we need to go in and be stealthy, or do we need to go in and maybe overthrow the mayor again, or...? Well, I would say we should probably avoid murdering anyone. Uh, if I had to guess, I would guess that the, if there is a blessed pool, it may be up <clears throat> at that abbey, on the, or at least I believe that is what that's, I, I would have to imagine that is the Abbey of St. Markovia. If I know my geography well enough, I imagine maybe it is up there in, you know, a blessed pool, a blessed building. I, I do not know. I've never visited. Mm. Maybe we will have to ask around. It would make sense yes. that the pool was there first and then they'd build the Abbey around it. This is possibly. Awesome. That is a good point. But now, now another question. How much are you willing to wager that as soon as we get there, we'll be attacked? Or at least be disappointed by what we find? I have little but myself on me. And uh, there, I have nothing of value to wager. So uh, my, my hope is that we will not be attacked. I will try to be positive, despite all the horrible things that have occurred since you have arrived. Reginald wants to... Uh... Stick his head down close to that that little window, I suppose it is. Uh, yeah, we're getting awful close here. Is there anybody in particular we need to speak to in town or uh, 
Any place in particular we need to go? I imagine getting inside may be our first challenge. Aye. And as she says that, you approach the closed gate of the village of Kresk. The air grows colder as you approach the walled settlement. Two square towers with peaked roofs flank a stone archway into which is set a pair of 12-foot-tall iron-bound wooden doors. Carved into the arched stone above the door is the name Kresk. K-R-E-Z-K. The walls that extend from the gatehouse are 20 feet high. Atop the parapet, you see four figures wearing fur hats and clutching spears. They watch you nervously. I have an idea. Are you saying this out loud? Yes. I will sneak off, turn into a raven, and fly in and scout ahead. And you guys, you three, you can figure out a way to get yourselves in. You don't think we ought to maybe just knock? Well, we could try it that way, but that's a lot less fun, isn't it? Getting awfully close to that gate. Whatever we do, we better do it quick. Let's see what they have to say first. Fine. Fair enough. I'm pulling up to the gate. Okay, you pull up to the gate. Uh, On top of the gate, you hear the sound of a soldier saying, Halt! Who goes there? Uh, just it would just travelers come in from Viloki. Just travelers, you say? Right. We don't get many travelers coming into Kresk. We kind of take care of things on our own. Would you like me to get the burgomaster for you? Maybe he's expecting you. Oh, yes. uh, no, no one uh, really expecting. We just figured we traveling through. Heard that Kresk is wonderful. Wonderful town uh, from uh, from my cousin uh, Larold. Uh, he uh, he sent us this way. Said it's uh, wonderful people here. The guard uh, take in 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 his right hand. He's holding a spear. He moves it down to the side and kind of points at the of a female guard to his right, kind of down the way across the across the gate. And he kind of like motions back towards the city. And that female guard seemingly goes into one of the parapets walking down um you don't know where she's gone but then he stands back at attention and he says "Mm, that sounds a little bit uh uh, strange at least uh we don't believe we have any people named larold here and i can assure you none of us have skin quite so green as yours oh no sir not not quite so green but um yeah, like I say, we're just traveling through, seeing the sights of the land, and you know, it's uh, he. Larold is not from here, as I say, he's from Vilaki. Just a, another fellow we've uh, met in our travels, distant cousin of mine. Oh, uh, save your, save your breath, stranger. Uh, the burgomaster's coming anyway. I don't have, I don't have the authority to keep you out or let you in. So we'll wait for the burgomaster to see what he says about letting you into Kresk. Very good. And we'll we'll wait right here, then. Thank you very much, sir. If he doesn't have the authority to let us in, then why the hell is he acting so high and mighty up there? I want to kind of mutter under my breath so the guard can't hear. Maybe the guys inside can hear. Oh, mm-hmm. fellas, if, uh, if anybody's better at diplomacy, 
I might could use a hand here. Oh no, you're doing fine. Keep it up. Really? Yes. All right. A bribable type. I do have plenty of gold if that's the way we want to go. Will they take gold or would they prefer Electrum? I mean, it's the one with the the strawed face on it. Hmm. I don't even... I mean, we've spent gold while we've been here. I don't know. Maybe we should just wait for the Burgomaster. Hey, he might uh, be a nice Arena. guy. Might be agreeable. Arena, what's the what, what's your what's your feel on this situation? Do you, do you think they they're favourable to this strong fellow, or they're not quite so much? Uh, I I don't believe they would be favourable to Strahd. Uh, anyone who is favourable to Strahd likely would not feel the need to hide behind stone walls. Uh, is my guess, but of course I've been wrong before. Uh, let's let's see what the Burgomaster has to say. There, there, I don't think there's any reason for us to do any fighting or or anything. Like I said, I have I have to imagine that these people are just as afraid of Strahd as we are. Reginald is nodding in agreement, not fully realizing that nobody can see him nodding. Um, nice. Keith, how how difficult would it be, like? Is Dermon able to just kind of like climb up there with Reggie, or does he have to like get out of the car and go all around? You'd have to get out to go around. Tiny window. Fit. Yeah, tiny window. Can he fit his head through the window? Uh, you're a cat man, sure. Excellent. There's a trap door, right? There is a trap door out of the bottom, yeah. Trap door at the bottom. Trap door. Mm. As you guys are fumbling around inside the cart and stuff and having this conversation, Reg- Reggie, you turn back around because you hear a bit of a bit of movement on top of the gate. And on top of the gate, you see a man come over the top of the gate. He is more regal, in, at least in arraignment, maybe not in stature. If I can find a picture of him so I can describe him, I will do that. <laughs> But I swear, I swear there's a picture in here. What the heck? Where'd it go? Oh, here it is. Okay. A a relatively short uh, black man with a gray beard and gray eyebrows, but with a very uh, regal looking robe, which is a very dark, dark blue. He's wearing a tan tunic underneath, and he has a big, like, gray furry collar around his around his neck. But he is, you know, he's he's probably five eight, five seven, kind of a shorter guy. He comes stepping up uh, to the edge of the gate. You can tell that this must be the burgomaster that the people fetched. Uh, the female guard that left to fetch him has now returned to her post as well, holding her spear. Um, uh, the burgomaster. He, you know, makes his way up to the center of the arch in front of you. Uh, you can tell from this distance he seems to be an older man, possibly in his, you know, 60s or so. Um, and he says, Well, good afternoon. What brings you all here to Cresc? Uh, as I told your uh, guard here, we're just... Travelers headed through, wanted to uh, see about your village here. We heard it was a wonderful town full of uh, very welcoming people. You look mighty strange down there with your green skin. 
Well, yeah, I'm not from around here, from uh, quite distant. I've said we're uh, travelers. Travelers, you see. Right. Who all you got in that cart? Just a few uh, compatriots of mine. Um, it, I'm tapping on the side. Why, why don't you come out here, uh, Irina? Irina says, uh, yes, uh, sure, absolutely. Uh, she steps out and she, you know, takes a bow and says, Master of Kresk, I am Irina Kolyanov. I am uh, from Barovia, and we are seeking to gain entrance to your fine town here. Yes. Who? Who uh, is? Is that it? Is that everybody who's in that cart with you? I'm gonna get out. Okay. All right. So both of y'all are trying to get out. I'm. I'm here too, sir. What's your name? I'm Jericho. I'm new around here. You both, the two of you, green skin and Jericho. You said. Yeah, I'm a scaly lizard type fellow so I'm a little bit green as well I guess right both of you have a an interesting hue to you I'm a little bit alarmed I'll be honest <clears throat> we don't get a lot of visitors here to Kresk and quite frankly I'm concerned you might be a friend to the devil strad we are certainly not that uh we just happened to stumble through the fog wall around this whole shithole but, Arena, he doesn't seem to support the Devil's Strad. Do you think maybe you should tell him about the wound? Or do you think that would be a bad idea? I, um, I suppose that it, I suppose that it couldn't hurt. Uh, Irina steps forward towards the gate and she says, I, I don't see, I don't know if you can see it all the way from up there, but I am a victim of the Devil's Strad. He... He has beaten me on my neck, and we seek a blessed pool that has been blessed by the Morning Lord that we heard may exist in your town. I am hoping that it could possibly cure me of this ailment, in the hopes that I do not have to turn into whatever the Devil Strahd wishes to me wishes me to become. Well. I suppose that still could just be an elaborate ruse for you all to get in here. I, at this point, I, I stick my head out of the window and like upside down, like I'm on my back, sticking my head out, looking up. And I say, um, what if I told you I was a man of the cloth myself? A man, a man of the cloth. There's only one man of the cloth I know in all Barovia, and that's the abbot. Well, I'm not he, but I oh, do... Oh, I know, Catman. But I do have faith. <clears throat> Certainly. A faith? A faith. Have a faith. A faith in what? Light. Something better than Strahd. Salvation, if you will. I can vouch for him. I've seen him do wonders and miracles, bringing people back from the brink of death itself. All right, roll a persuasion check for me. Right. Good old persuasive. That's a 19. Well, you definitely you definitely beat his willpower not to believe. Um, he says, well, 
I suppose I can't argue with someone who believes in something greater than Strahd. <clears throat> I myself don't know if I believe anything quite in anything quite like that. But still, our town has customs and we can't just let anybody in. Especially with Strahd's servants running around Barovia. Well, if you guys want entrance into the town, you're going to have to do something to me. A little, uh... What? Hold on. Tit for tat. <laughs> what? It, what? What might that be, uh, good sir? Hmm. What can you offer? Anything? Money. I have money. We don't need money here. We don't make. We don't buy anything. You the need wine. The only thing we buy is wine from the Wizard of Wines down the road. Oh, those are good friends of ours. Yeah. Good friends, you say? Yeah. Davy and Martikov and his ilk. We've done, uh, we've done quite a few favors for them. Really? Yeah, I, I imagine they, they, they sort of owe us one. Might be able to get you, uh... Some special reserve wine, or something fancy like that, if that's what you seek. Is that so? You think you could get us a whole extra shipment this week? I don't care for the finer stuff, I'd just like for my folk to have some extra wine if I could. I want to kind of, like, wave Jericho over a little bit, kind of whisper in his ear, even if they don't want to send a whole week's shipment, but couldn't we just pay for extra shipment for them? Yeah, we'll do that if it comes to it. But I think we can get out of this with uh, calling in the favor. Could be. We might not have to fight at all. Uh, Your Honor, uh, Mr. Burgomaster of Kresk. Yes, you can call me uh, Mas Master Kreskov. That'll do. Ma Master Kreskov, then. We are a bit time-constrained by our friend's uh, condition. If you let us get to the pool, I will personally ensure that you get a shipment of wine, even if I have to go and buy it myself. Now, how do I know I can trust that? If you go inside and visit our blessed pool... How do I know you won't just leave, or even worse, try to kill us or something? Well, I'm going to need some sort of proof. What if you allow our friend here, who is cursed and under the time restraint, you allow her in, accompanied by one of us? And only two would come in. We would go to the pool, do our business, whatever that may be, and then leave. I may also have some proof, if if your knowledge extends to such a thing. Have you ever they... heard of a were-raven? A were-raven? Yes. Mythical creatures bound by the laws of the universe itself to be a lawfully good entity. I've never heard of those myself. I've, well... I've heard of some raven-type folk flying around Barovia and <clears throat> watching over the place. You telling me there's some, some truth to those rumors? I, I am those rumors. I am aware, raven. And as I said, I am bound to tell you the truth. 
Anybody can say they're a were-raven. I assume there's some sort of way you can prove you're a were-raven to me. It if is. not, I'm going to have to wait for that shipment of wine. There's a rather definitive way I could prove it. Well, let's see it. And I'm going to turn into a raven and fly up to him. Just kind of like eye level with him, not like attacking his face close or anything like that. Okay. Whenever you make so, you, you make the transformation and the... The, the sound of the magic transforming your body and shortening your bones and tightening your skin and growing feather, feathers can be heard, uh, you know, all around. And he, he gasps and says, oh my, oh my gods, you really can transform into a raven. That is exceptional. Uh, squawk. <laughs> I say squawk. I suppose it was a little bit presumptive for me to assume that you could speak while a raven. It's a distinctly Australian squawk. <coughs> squawk, mate. How about this? You're a raven anyway. Why don't you fly over to the Wizard of Wines? It couldn't take you more than an hour to get there and back as the crow flies, or as the raven flies, I guess. Why don't you go... And bring confirmation from me with Davy and Martikov's seal that he's going to send me an extra shipment of wine. If you can do that, I'll go ahead and let your friends inside. And then when you come back, I'll let you inside as well. Now, if you don't come back within an hour with proof of Davy and Martikov and his seal telling me he's going to send us an extra shipment of wine this week, all four of you will be out on your butts, and you won't be seeing our blessed pool. Reginald's kind of nodding to to Derman and, and Irina. Sounds 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 good to me. Good good with you. Yes, I agree. I I call <coughs> up to the guy. We thank you for your hospitable offer of letting us go rather than killing us, and we thank you for this chance to prove ourselves. Well, this this world has seen enough blood. Roll a perception check. Bizarre. Everybody. Yeah. Oh yeah. Especially you, Mister Mister Jericho. You're closest to him at this point. I got to uh, one of them seventeens. I got a twelve. I rolled a sixteen. I don't know what I had to it. Eight. Okay, got a twenty-four. Oh wow. Eight. Okay. Um, what, what did you roll, Reginald? Uh, it was a 17. 14 plus 3. And I'm sorry. 12. Okay. Um, Jericho, you can tell. I guess it's funny that you're the only one who can tell. But you can tell that as he finishes what he's about to say, uh, that there's, he's trying to, he gets a little bit choked up. Um, and he says, like like what he was saying, he said that, well, I, I believe there's been too much bloodshed in this land and too, too, too much death. As he, he kind of looks down when he says too much death, you can tell that he is choked up, hiding some emotion at that. Can I land on his shoulder and, like, pat him on the shoulder? As you begin to come come nearer he kind of like waves you over like he sees you head into him and he's like kind of waves you to like land on top of a 
he like points you to a parapet or something like he doesn't want you to land on him, but he doesn't stop you from landing nearby. Well, he asked for proof that I was a truth telling Raven and I gave him proof. And then he's like, yeah, that's good proof. Now go do the thing I wanted you to do anyway. (laughs) Hey, (laughs) he's got, he's looking out for his town. What are you talking about? I don't care. I don't like him. I don't like that man doing something that's reasonable. I don't like it one bit. Dermot has a guiding bolt ready if you're ready to rock, Jericho. I know. (laughs) Reginald's calling back up. It it sounds sounds legitimate, like a legitimate claim, Jericho. I've got confidence in you. I mean, we'll just wait wait right here for you to get back. Call. (laughs) I was. Start flying in that direction, I guess. Okay, so I'll I'll take that as a yes. Um, guards, open the gate for our new uh, friends. So before, while they're while they're opening the gate, <laughs> I'm, I'd imagine it takes a second because them big doors. Um, oh, they're big doors, baby. Yeah, I wanna I wanna just kind of lean down off my little wagon seat towards Dermon and uh, Irene a little bit, so we we. We don't have to kill anybody. Not not yet, right? Not yet. Right. This this feels good, but it's it's different. It is. You don't think you you don't think you Jericho's gonna not come back, do you? Well, the worst thing that happens if he doesn't is that we get kicked out on our butts. And then I'm sure I could probably sneak in and get what we need anyway. Yeah, right. So we Jericho at this time is wondering how high the fog wall goes. <laughs> That's a legitimate question right there. Roll credit. <laughs> the rest of the you then we find out who the main character really was. <laughs> <laughs> the story starts following me and completely leaves them behind. Yeah. The next, next week's episode is just three hours of me describing scenery of the air <laughs> as you fly. That'd be kind of trippy if it was something like the uh, Langoliers or whatever. Like you, you take off and like, there's nowhere to land ever. That would be bad. Right? Maybe I'll do that to you if you try anything fishy, Jericho. I'm thinking about trying something fishy. Mm. Okay. Like maybe some fish. Oh. <laughs> okay. Back in our little zone, I'll, I'll, yep. I feel confident in it. I'll, I think he'll. I think he'll be fine. I just hope he doesn't run long into any trouble along the way. Hmm. Yes, I hope he doesn't either. <clears throat> he should be fine. He's a he's he's a resourceful fellow, and he has a raven currently. My biggest concern. I'll have you know, is how will he communicate his intent to Davian? Which is a funny name because take out the D and it's Avian. Ah. Good guess. Man, when that's astute. When astute. A bird. And I don't know if you know Reginald, but <laughs> We are very weak 
when we get done transforming, so I don't think it will be possible for him to transform, as he has, make it there, transform back into himself, talk, and then transform back into a raven. I don't think he can do that. You make a compelling argument. Could we, uh, could we maybe scratch a quick note and he tote that with him? Well, he's already oh, he's gone. gone. Unfortunately, there's nothing we can do now. But I should have spoken <coughs> sooner. Right. Didn't he say I had a day to get back? No, well, he said it'd take you about an hour to get there. Yeah, I, oh. yeah, he gave you an hour. Oh, okay. Well, maybe he's a better dancer than we thought. Maybe. Let me make a judgment on how far you got to travel. As the crow flies, remember. As the crow flies, remember. Mm-hmm. I, I remember, remember the first time there, there. As the crow flies. Let's see. You've got about um about one, two, three. You've only got like four miles to fly. Oh, I could do that. Without bird wings. In a straight line. <laughs> so push comes to shove, you could steal a horse and gallop back. <laughs> That's not yeah. too bad. We'll see what happens with you, Jericho. I've got plans. Yeah. Nice. Alright, so the door is now open. And <coughs> and Master Kreskov, burgomaster of the city of or the town of Crest, now stands by the left door with his arm open, ushering you into the town. Hey, real quick. Um, since you guys made me curious about it, are we, uh, are we crows or are we, we're ravens, right? You're ravens. Sorry. Um, well, that's going to change things a little bit. Uh, so, well, Ravens can fly about fifty miles an hour, so hey, he's probably fine. Okay, all right. That was that's what I was curious about. Gotcha. Uh, thank you, uh, Master Kreskov. You say it is. Yes, Master Kreskov. Thank you for uh, inviting us into your uh, into your city here, into your town. You're welcome. You don't have all my trust, but do we? Uh, you seem all right. Do we have enough trust that we can let our friend go and check out this uh, this this pool you got there, supposedly uh, to cure her of uh, her affliction from the devil's stroke? Well, I don't see why not. I suppose I I suppose you you all could uh, go and make a visit to the pool. It does look like she's in a bad way. Right, thank you very much, kind sir. We'll uh, we'll we'll go straight there. Can, can you direct us? Is it just straight down this way? As you're asking for directions, uh, he seems a little bit distracted. Roll another uh, perception check for me. Perception. It's ooh, nat twenty. Ooh. Oh, I also got a nat twenty. Oh good yeah, Lord. <laughs> we looking good right now. So at this point, I picture like Irina is now kind of like walking beside the wagon or something like you guys pull the wagon in there. There's a little opening like beyond the gate in the in the very uh, right as soon as you go into the town where you guys pull the wagon off and kind of halt it. The city streets aren't exactly super wide, 
Um, they're very muddy. Looks like a place you might could stick a get a wagon stuck, so it, you'll be traveling the rest of the way on foot. So everybody's off the wagon. You all kind of stand around the horse, um, and as he's he's kind of eyeballing Irina and, and and looking at her her sickness and and um, whenever you ask if she can go walk over there, he's he says, uh, yeah, of course. I guess I've let you in. <clears throat> Going to visit the gazebo probably can't hurt. She does look um very, very sick. Very sick. And he look he looks down and you can tell something's something is, is eating at him. Something is just grinding him up. Emotionally speaking. I'm beginning to wonder if this pool will heal her at all. I just said, Chris Coffee, if Bob might not be too presumptuous, is there something on your mind there? Am I, am I that much of an open book? I'm, I'm sorry. I, I don't, I don't mean to, to burden you any, any further than you have been, especially you, ma'am. But my wife and I, we lost our. Our last son last night. Fourteen years old he was. We lost him. You have all deep sympathy, sir. I thank you. I thank you for that. Can we ask the cause? Excuse me? Can can we ask how how this fate befell your son? He got sick. I don't really have much of an explanation. It didn't seem quite magical in nature, despite living in a world full of darkness and evil. He just died of an illness. The boy got sick. And sometimes when people get sick, they don't survive. Again, my apologies, ma'am. Oh, I want to lean over towards Derman a little bit. Like, Derman, so. Is there anything you could do about that? I mean, if it's not been a whole day. Well, unfortunately, I don't believe I'm strong enough to do anything about that right now, but there is one thing I can try that would... It might put me in a position to do something later. He seems seems to be going out of his way a bit to let in a couple of strangers like that. Maybe, uh, yes. there's, uh, maybe there's something we can do. I I will ask him. <clears throat> Sir, you say your son died last night. Yes. Is there... There may be something I could do to help. Not what could you possibly do to help my my dead son? Nothing yet. I am not quite strong enough or versed enough in 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 my um, my arts to bring him back, but I can give us more time. I could keep his body from decaying. And if I become strong enough, 
or knowledgeable enough in, in that time, then I could bring him back. Well, I don't know what you do to him, but he's already been buried. He's cold. You have my, well, I have the utmost confidence that if you let me do this, if you want me to do this, I can bring your son back in time. What do you mean in time? Well, as I said, I'm, I, I do not possess the ability currently, but I have heard and know that it is possible to learn it. I just need more time to become strong. So what, so what are you going to do now, Catman? I'm telling you, my son is dead, and I'm not going to go digging up his dead body unless I know something's going to come of it. I can put him in a state of suspended animation, if you will. He won't decay. And for how long? Indefinitely? Ten days. But also during that time he won't be he won't be able to become undead. Which is a good thing, because that's apparently a problem here. It does happen quite often. During this whole conversation, Reginald is making like overly exaggerated, like nodding yes, shake his head no. Holds up ten fingers, like ten days. Yeah. He's really trying to sell it. <laughs> okay, I was about, it's like directing traffic in this conversation. Right. <laughs> um, it is gotcha. up to you, sir. I will, not, I will not force you to do this. I just want you to know that it is an option. All right, roll a persuasion again on him. I want to know how much he believes that you can do this. That's unnatural 20. He believes you. <laughs> he says, I suppose, um, suppose you strangers from whatever far off land you're from so far seem to be trustworthy. And if you've survived a journey all the way from where you said you came from, all the way from Barovia to here, you must be capable. I suppose either the mongrels from the abbey will steal him and grave rob him. Or I can dig him up and let you cast a spell. Either way, I imagine he's coming up. Would you mind terribly if we went and did this before you all go to the pool? That'll even even if even if your friend returns with no promise of an extra shipment of wine, I will of course consider this fine recompense for your entrance into the city and especially your travel to the to the blessed pool if you'd be willing to do this before you travel to the pool you will hear no objections from me if it would speed us along I'd be happy to help absolutely I I don't want to make my beloved wife dig up our last son if you'd help me dig again I'd be in your debt just point us in the right direction. We'll head right there. Okay. This whole time, Irina, she's been affected by this story. She's been very quiet and, you know, quietly kind of holding her neck, but also shedding a few tears thinking about, you know, the fact that she does on her, the only family she has left is her brother and her father died right before you arrived here as well. 
Uh, so she is being confronted again with this idea of loss. And so she's kind of standing off, you know, sniffling a little bit. <clears throat> and she follows you all as uh, Master Kreskov leads you to his home. He takes you up into the beyond the square and down one of the uh, city streets to a cottage that doesn't look unlike any other cottages in this town. All the cottages in this town look very similar. And it seems as you pass by all these cottages, each one of these houses in the town seems to have its own personal graveyard in the back. Nothing big, but behind each house there seems to be maybe one grave or two or maybe even four uh, behind each house. Each house is very similarly sized, no more than 200 by 200 feet. It's obvious that this place is itself subsist, uh, you know, self-subsisting. There are chickens and, and pigs near every house, and uh, animals going in and in and out of people's homes. Um, you know, living amongst the people. It's definitely a kind of a squalid place to be, but also one that's keeping itself afloat. So you walk into the home of the <clears throat> the burgomaster of this town. Uh, and it, it, it doesn't look a whole lot different. It might be a little bit larger, a little bit cleaner than the other homes it looks like you've seen, but you walk in and standing, uh, in the home, uh, preparing a meal and, uh, setting out some bread and things on a table, uh, with two, with two places, but the table is, is, is larger, is, is for a larger amount of people than just two, but she's only set two places at this table. Um, there is a woman who you must only assume is uh, the burgomaster's wife, Baroness Kreskova. Um, and she is, again, an, an, an older-looking black woman. She's got very thick gray hair that's pulled up into a bun uh, on her head. Uh, against the wall, you can see both of their weapons in this place. Um, uh, <clears throat> the baron puts his, his sword to the side of the door when he walks in and there's a big, big <clears throat> battle axe next to it, which you can only imagine might be hers because it's tall. Uh, and she stands there and she says, uh, darling, who are, who are these people coming inside? Well, there's some folks who said they might be able to help us with Ilya. Help us with Ilya. What do you mean? Well, I mean that this cat-looking gentleman. Suffice it to say, there's not a lot of, enough time to explain, but I have reason to believe that he might be able to help bring Ilya back from the dead. Well, I have no idea who these people are, but I trust you, darling. I'm glad to hear that. We're going to go back out here and... uh don't look out the window for a time. We're going to have to do some digging. And hopefully at the end of this, we'll have our son back. He's our last one, honey. We got to try. She kind of silently nods and continues doing what she's doing. Um, this is she's a, You can tell that this woman has experienced loss before. This table's large. Uh, and he keeps calling this per, his son, this is his last son. Um, it's almost like loss to this family seems to be the, the theme of things. So you guys kind of bypass her. You say your hellos. Uh, Irina stays inside with, uh, the Baroness as you guys walk in the backyard. Uh, you go into the back. There's a big pile of fresh dirt there in the back. 
uh, and the Baron hands uh, Reginald a shovel, and you both begin to dig. And within about half an hour or so, with no words being spoken, you can hear from inside the house some tears being shed, uh, some emotional moments being had as you all dig. Uh, but within about half an hour, maybe a little bit more, you have you have disinterred the the teenage body of one Ilya Kreskov, um, and he lay there in the dirt, lifeless and cold and pale, and. The Baron Kreskov turns to you, Derman, and he says, Well, we've done our part. Yes, and now my work can begin. While it's their turn, I'm going to go take Juice out for a second. I'll be right back. Okay, gotcha. Let us know when you return. Shall do. Um, so I say that, and then I step forward, and I cast this spell, uh, Gentle Repose. Okay. On the corpse, um, I'll be casting it as a ritual because that adds more dramatic flair uh, to it. Okay. Uh, let me read it. Let me get it. Let me pull it up. Uh, school necromancy, uh, a range of touch. You touch a corpse or other remains. For the duration, the target is protected from decay and can't become undead. The spell also effectively extends the time limit on raising the target from the dead, since days spent under the influence of this spell don't count against the time limit of spells such as raise dead. Uh, it has a duration of 10 days, so for 10 days, he's going to be a fresh bag of bones. Okay. <laughs> and we didn't have to go to the wagon for the chicken. And we didn't. Nope. You right. Can you guys hear any background noise from me? No, none whatsoever. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm not sure. getting a whole lot. I'm near a fan, though, so I'm not hearing a bunch. And it's, guys, it's raining out here. Interesting. Y'all. Okay, so it. I, I assume there's visual components to this happening, and you, you know, you can tell that some life is returning to the, the body of this child. Um. um yeah, because it's just, it keeps him from rotting, so maybe there's like a, a shimmering field or something around him, I don't know. I like it. Just like a barrier. And he says, uh, Baron Kreskov says, so this is, this is, this means it's working, right? Yes, it will, as I said, keep him from becoming undead, so his body will be safe, and he will... Uh, he will be well. And ten, you said uh, ten days. Ten days. What happens after ten days if you don't return or if, if you don't find the ability to do this? Well, he will begin to decay once more. So this is not this is not the end. Yet it is a delay. But I promise you, and I assure you, that I will do all that I can. I am big. To get that ability within those 10 days. Okay. He's just the last of my bloodline. He's the last of... The last of me that I'm able to put into this world. And me and my wife, we're we're too old. We're too old to have another child. And I don't know if I could bring another one into this world. If Ilya goes, we go with him. 
There won't be no more cresks on the plant. There won't be there won't be nothing left of our family. So I thank you for even giving us this opportunity to try to keep him alive. What was your what was your name, sir? You may call me Derman. Derman. I thank you, Derman. I truly do. Consider consider yourself and you, Reginald, was it? Yes, sir. Consider you and Reginald here and your friend who flew off as a raven. Consider yourselves friends of Kresk's now. You can ask of me what you wish, and I will do my best to oblige if I can. We thank you. We're just just here for for our friend Arena, just just trying to get her get her right. Well, before you all head to the pool, w- would you help me move my boy inside? Of yes, course. Sir. Okay. He um he goes and grabs his son underneath the arms and cradles his head so his head doesn't flop around, uh, and he directs you all as you move him inside and and lead him to one corner of the house where a bed was that seemed to be teenage sized, uh, and he uh help you he you know directs you to lay him on that bed. Um and uh, Baron Kreskov goes to his wife and they have a conversation that I'm not gonna that I'm not gonna try to have back and forth. Um, you know, explaining what went down and that you were successful with with uh, at least giving him some time. Uh, he explains that in 10 days, uh, Ilya has 10 more days before before he begins to decay again. And this nice fellow Derman, he's going to learn. He tells me he's going to learn how to resurrect our boy. And, you know, she nods approvingly and, you know, she trusts her husband. They've been in many battles together. You can tell just the by the way they carry themselves that they're experienced they've experienced death uh and so you know and and they they trust one another so you can tell there's this trust agreed agreed upon between the two of them um and he says uh well now i suppose i, I hope that your your friend ought to be returning here soon and you all can head down to the the blessed pool yeah, whatever you like thank you again Derman and reginald too, uh, as well. It was a pleasure. And we can thank you for access to the pool. Okay, so let's cut and return to Jericho. Let's go back in time about 45 minutes. Uh, Jericho, you have just flown off into the wild blue sky, headed toward the Wizard of Wines. Okay, so how quickly did I get there? I mean, like, walking speed is like three miles an hour, so if I was just walking there, I could have got there in a little over an hour. I mean, yeah, you probably got there in ten minutes. You fly fast. Okay. All right. Um, then I'll probably just uh, find Davian, and I'm going to turn back into normal me, and I'll just run back, I guess. <laughs> okay. Um, Davian, you appear before Davian in your human form, and he says, Oh! He, you you found him outside. He was he was having a he was having a glass of his own wine out on the out on the portico at one of the tables underneath the awning of the Wizard of Wines. He was sitting off, looking off into space, looking out and looking out at the grapes. Uh, and you fly and land and sit down at, uh, across the table from him. He says, "Oh, long time no well, see, Davian. Well, I see you are getting used to your new powers. Yeah, it's been a uh, it's been a unique experience." Uh, I remember my first time as the were even 
I flew, and I flew, and I got into a lot of trouble, I can assure you. Yeah, I can imagine so. Uh, did you ever figure out how to change back and forth more than once in a day? Uh, it takes a lot of practice, uh, and just a general experience, living longer, extending your life force, uh, just uh, gaining more life. Uh, that you can push into this ability. It will take you a while before you are able to change back and forth at will multiple times a day without taking a rest. <laughs> it seems it seems very meta, but all right. <laughs> um. Anyway, I did come for a reason, not just to say hi, though. Hello, how you been? All right. Uh, see you. You remember that girl we were transporting all about, uh, Barovia? Her name was Irina? Yes, I remember you telling me of her. Well, she has fallen, uh, ill of a sort. She's been bitten by the Devil's Strahd, unfortunately. That is uh, most unfortunate. My condolences. The wound appears to be spreading all across her neck. It's a big black spot that's reaching for her ears at this point. Uh, we've taken her up to Kresk, trying to get to the pool of the morning, morning lord, something like that. I've uh, heard of it, yes. The burgomaster would not let them in, or at least would not let them to the pool without uh, us securing something for him first. He said he'd like an extra shipment of wine this week, if possible. Uh, well, we just got the we you you brought back the magic stones that uh, keep us keep our business afloat. I feel it would be in very bad taste for me to deny a simple request such as this, despite the fact that I did give you, you know, world changing powers and a few other things, but. It was relatively costly to you anyway. How could I deny a new friend <clears throat> and someone who has a chance to possibly go toe-to-toe with Strahd with his friends, as well as someone who has, someone a group who have sworn my allegiance to? How could I not assist you in your time of need? Absolutely. Um, I will give you, I will give you this, this, uh, written, this written seal to show that I, I will make delivery. I assume you you require something like that, some proof or a receipt or something, so that you can prove I have agreed. I don't know. This all feels a little bit pointless. He was about to burst out into tears before I left, so I'm sure Derman's going to do something preachy at him and endear himself to him like he always does. Well, at least you're covering your tail feathers. Yes. Ah, good one. Um, Now, <laughs> I don't particularly like this... Uh, special case of person. Um, he did say he wanted an extra shipment this week. He did not say he wanted a free shipment. I think perhaps he could have meant he just wanted more wine allotted to him. I know you've been a bit uh, short on wine, considering you didn't have the magic berry stones. So maybe he just wants to pay for an extra shipment this week. Well... How about this? I will send double the wine, and if they offer to pay for double the wine, I will take their coin. If they only offer to pay for half, and uh, Baron Kreskov tells me that uh, we should 
be giving him the other half. I will let it slide that time as well. Like I say, I owe you a great deal. And if it helps you all succeed in your journey, so be it. That's splendid. I do love after the all, semantics. After all, we have magic rocks that make the wine. And you killed most of the people who want to steal them. That's very true. I think we still have one left. Uh, the only one that's left, I have no idea where it is. That is the one that my bumbling son has misplaced. I'm sure we'll come across it. Things just seem to fall into our laps. That's other people's problems. Uh, i got to get going. He told me I only had an hour. It took me about ten minutes to get over here. So I guess I'm going to have to hoof it back. Here, come come here. Come come here. I, maybe I can help you out with that. Um, And he says uh he 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 stuffs the um he writes down on a sheet of paper you know yada 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 blah 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 and he signs it with his hand he takes a little parchment out of his pocket rolls it up and slams it down into your pocket uh then he turns you around and puts a hand on your back and he says uh these may feel uncomfortable but this might get you one more transformation for the day you're not gonna he cut grabs you open again are you and but before you can say anything, you can feel some claws scratch into your back <laughs> and open and open your back up a little bit. You take five points of damage, but you can feel a a, a resurgence of Were Raven power course through your veins, and you feel as though you could transform again. I want to like squawk in his face, like you jerk. <laughs> no hard feelings. It'll save you some time. I'll give him kind of a if I can if I can manage it before I hit the ground. I want to kind of flap one bird in front of my face, like a almost like a quick salute. Okay, yeah, you can. Okay, <laughs> and then uh, I'll start flapping my way back. Bird mechanics in this game are like Disney Pixar. You don't really need that the wings exactly to fly. Exactly what I was picturing. The albatross <laughs> yeah. from Finding Nemo. He did the sure. same salute thing. Perfect. So you you flutter into the sky, you flutter back towards Kresk, and as you arrive above Kresk, you fly over the walls. The guards are pointing at you, calling towards you, but over the wall you can see um, you can see Irina and uh, Derman and Reginald coming out into the lane uh, together in the middle of the town. Um, and towards the north end of the town, you can also see a small gazebo. In what looks to be a small pool, um, but you see your friends—they're coming out out of a house. I guess I'll fly over to them. You fly over to them. Do you transformography? Um, no. I'm just gonna land on. Well, no. The note is on my person rather than my bird. Yeah. Okay. Then yeah, I'll turn back. Okay, so a raven flies down towards the rest of you, uh, and you transform into Jericho and land more gracefully than you have before, uh, before your friends. And transform back. And you do it. Jericho, you're back a little earlier. Hopefully the news was good. Ta-da! I have returned, and I will... And I take uh, the note out and kind of open it in front of the Burgomaster. Gotcha. Uh, he says, well, you came back even faster than I imagined. 
You all really do get the job done. <coughs> always. Me. I told you. I am always telling the truth. Well, you have my trust, absolutely. Uh, thank you for this. I look forward to that shipment of wine coming in the week. Yeah, no problem. How are things going here? Is uh, Irina up and at him again? Yeah, Irina's standing there. Um, I know, but like, I can't really see her neck. I'm just kind of... Yeah, she's more to the pool. Yeah, we're about to head to the pool. Yeah, she says, uh, we, we have not... Uh, we made a little sidetrack here at the Burgomaster, a well-deserved sidetrack here at the Burgomaster's home, and we are just about to head to the pool. Um, will you, you, will you join us? Sidetrack to the Burgomaster's home. Y'all doing more stuff for him? Just a little, little bit, just to, uh, I just want to lean in, uh, and kind of whisper into his ear, we just dug up his dead child. I'm hoping we can get in good with him. Just what play the hell along, would you do that? Along, Dermot Is it Dermot's idea? From the dead. I'm confident he can make Killed it. Killed the last man, and now we dig up this one's dead son. Look, just play. Look, he's going to be fresh for some time now. So we got a little time to work with, but man's on our side. What, what with him? You, you, look, you Are you going to turn him into a puppet? No, not as far as I understand, but look, just just smile and nod. Come this way. He's going to let us to the pool. I, I give up. It's fine. We'll, we'll, we'll make it work. Yeah, I'm. I'm just like bodily trying to turn him in the direction that we're trying to walk in. <laughs> this is fine. Everything's yeah. fine. <laughs> as you guys go to walk away, uh, the Baron he says, uh, "Thank, thank you again." Nope, wrong voice. Uh, thank you, thank you again, uh, Derman, <clears throat> and and thanks to the rest of you. I I do appreciate it. Not a problem at all. Yes, sir. You can. Uh... You go ahead and put away those shovels. You won't be needing those anymore. I hope not. I surely hope not. Two thumbs way up from redness. <laughs> Big grin and two thumbs up. Two thumbs way, way up. <laughs> kind of like wagging the thumbs a little bit. Just yeah. Yeah. Okay. radiating confidence as much as possible. All right. Man, I'm glad I don't have to talk as him for a little bit longer he his his voice originates like nice shooting ticks in the in the most <laughs> delicate portions of my of my throat i guess and that's where he lives just right there he just lives in the dark in the dark soft mushy reaches of my throat all right you guys walk down the streets of Kreskov until you approach the north end of the town. It turns out that the Blessed Pool of the Morning Lord and the gazebo, which has been referred to, is not in the abbey. It is just in the north end of town. Um, on your right side, as you walk down the city, you can see looming above you the the Abbey of St. Markovia, as Irina referred to it. But as you walk down the street, I will read the following. Even under gray skies, this pool at the north end of the village shimmers and sparkles. Near its shore sits an old gazebo on the verge of collapse. A wooden statue of a mournful, bare-chested man, as its paint chipped and faded, stands in the gazebo, with arms outstretched, as though waiting to be embraced. 
you arrive. This must be the the blessed pool. It uh, seems a bit somber. Are you sure we got the right one? Wait, 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 wait. Reginald, be, be quiet. I I can hear something. Do, do you hear that? Roll a perception check for me, chat. Not chat. You guys. I'm just a streamer, you guys. I'm just a, I'm just a streamer. I'm used to addressing the chat. That's a uh, 14. Okay. I got a 18. Okay. 19 for me. You boys don't hear Jack Diddley. <clears throat> you don't hear Jack Diddley squat. But still, Irina says, Surely you must... You must hear the voice. I've... I've never heard something so sweet. Irina, I've got to tell you, I'm not, I'm not hearing what apparently you're hearing. Yeah, what I, is I'm it? I'm not getting anything. She's no longer listening to you. She presses, she puts an arm, I picture, I'm picturing Reginald, you're on her right side as she walks towards the pool, and she just like puts, puts an arm towards like your face and chest and is pushing past you as she, as she walks towards the pool and she says, no, sh- surely you, surely you can hear. It's, it's the most beautiful voice I've ever heard. Fellas, should we just tie a rope around her or something in case she goes for a, for a so deep soft. swim? No, just let her let her go. Let her be right now. So beautiful, so beautiful. Um, and as she as she's speaking this, you see, um, <clears throat> excuse me. As Irina reaches the pool's <clears throat> edge, is anybody? Are you staying near her, or are you guys staying far back? Uh, staying kind of near, like right at the edge of the pool, I guess. I'm kind of right up behind her because. Um, my thought process at this point is the disease has spread far enough that maybe she's having like delusions or something, and I'm ready to like catch her if she collapses. Gotcha. Okay. And I'm staying farther back because nobody else is staying farther back, so mine needs to be in that position. Okay. I like this strategy. Yep. As Irina reaches the pool's edge, an image appears in its sparkling blue waters. A handsome youth of a kind and noble visage. The sadness in his eyes turns to sudden joy. Tatiana, he says, it's been so long. Come, my love, let us be together at last. Irina gasps and put a, puts a hand on her heart. My beloved Sergei, in life you are a prince and a man of faith. We were to be married long ago. Has this blessed pool called your spirit to me? She reaches towards the water's surface as a hand of water rises up to take hers. I fellas, it don't look quite right. She's reaching for the hand. I don't know. I mean, it. we came for the pool. If it's, If this is how it works, then this is how it works, I guess. She turns briefly to look at all of you. Reginald's running. He's just running straight for her. <laughs> okay. And as as she she's able to get a look off to uh to you know a a, a peaceful I'm at peace look to Derman and to Jericho, 
Uh, and Reginald, roll and ask, what are you trying to do right now? To get to her. Just the the nope radar is going off, so I'm just like, you know what? This does not feel right. I'm just making a run for it to try to grab her before whatever happens. After okay, she roll. turns and looks at us, I'm also going to be trying to help. To grab her? Yeah. Okay, alright, as you guys grab her, and she's almost reaching for the hand, as you guys grab her, like... Her her peacefulness turns to turns to fear and 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 horror as she says, "Please no, let me go, please. He is my love. I swear it. Please, please let me go." Arena, you have a very uh, I'm okay with dying at this point. Look on your face. I don't think that's what we're going for here. I'm not going to die. I'm going to my love. I promise. I promise I can feel it. I've never felt something so strong before in my life. I I don't think it's the right feeling we're looking for. We're looking for something more like uh, living and not dying or healing and not being bitten anymore. This is my beloved Sergei. He is more than life itself to me. Your beloved Sergei is gone. He's he's gone, Irina. There's nothing we can do for him. He's just an illusion. All right, roll a uh, every both of you roll a strength or um, Jericho. You were closer to her, so roll a strength check with adva- with advantage. Okay. What kind of roll am I looking at? I had to I had to run to her. I was I don't know some distance. I think you're the one giving me advantage. Yeah, you're the one giving him advantage. Nice. Okay. Ooh. Um. I got a nine plus one. That's a ten. So she rolled an 18. Oh, Irina, you muscly, muscly (laughs) woman. So maybe it's the, maybe it's the magic. Maybe it's the whatever's going on. Maybe it's Irina is a God among men. I mean, she's a rootin' tootin' marksman. And now she's she too. <laughs> That's true. She's never missed. <laughs> yeah, she's a straight up sniper from the bell tower. She is. She's like that guy from uh, Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, maybe it's the magic. Maybe it's maybe it's the the mist making her skin greasy. I don't know. And your your hand slips off. Dang, both of you greasy you mist. That. I don't want to encounter <laughs> greasy mist. Somebody, oh. People have been frying french fries in Barovia for years. <laughs> that lake is not a lake. It's not Lake Barovia. It's just a big old lake of french fry grease. Mm. No. Um, could you imagine? The morning lord is actually <laughs> Ronald McDonald. Yeah, the morning, it's called the morning lord because the man's made of McGriddles. <laughs> uh, anyway, no, she slips past you. No, this is an emotional scene. Shut up. <laughs> Serious moment here. All right. All right. I'm with it. She's I'm with it. And just as as you're pulling her away or trying to, the the watery hand was slipping back into the water as she wept. She wept with with despair and horror that you were taking her away from her one true love. And she's able to push past you far enough to get her hand into the the watery hand that's reaching out of the pool. And as soon as she grabs on to the watery hand that's reaching out of the pool, it grips her with a tightness that it will as if it would never let go and it yanks her into the pool she is yanked out of your arms and under to under the water of the blessed pool of the morning lord irena is pulled into the pool and you can see now underwater she embraces sergey beneath the rippling water 
You have never seen a happier couple as they both begin to fade from view. Well, that's sweet. As I kind of catch up to to where everybody else is, um, just want to point out, I mentioned a rope earlier. Everybody was fine with that. Get in the water. (sighs) (laughs) What'd you say, Jericho? I said get in the water. (laughs) I guess I'm going to dive in after her. Okay. I mean, this doesn't feel like healing goodness. You're welcome to roll a check if you want, if you want to see if you're convinced by this. My arcana is dookie. Is that what I need to roll? Uh, I would. You could roll arcana or you could just roll like a investigation check if you want, just to see how well you can determine human emotion. I'm, I'm going with investigation on this one. What about insight? But also, I feel like if your first instinct was to jump into the water, maybe you should do that. I don't know. I don't want to peel, pull you away from playing the game. I don't know. Um, let me let, let me make the Arcana check and see if that would be my first... Um, okay, oh. sure. That is, again, a 10. 9 plus 1 again. You're, you're not sure. Nothing about this situation makes you feel sure about anything. Okay. Um, it is that dude that I is making me jump in. Okay. Into the water. All right. You dive into the water. Splution, splution past. Um, but no matter how deep you dive, it's like you can still see them directly in front of your face, but you can't grab them. She's all, it's almost like she's already gone in some other plane of existence. And now what you see is just peering through a looking glass into that dimension, wherever she is. Um, and, uh, but as you hit the water, roll another arcana check for me with advantage. (laughs) While he's he's rolling that, I want to look over towards Sturman. Uh, you, you got anything on this? What do you suppose here? I don't know. What are you, are you going to jump in there or, you know, cat and all? <sighs> I suppose I should. And then Dermon also jumps in. All right. Dermon jumps in. Right. Uh, Reginald's kind of got that uh, uh, kind of look and he just he, he jumps in kind of half-heartedly after. Oh boy. I, I also want to roll... Um, arcana to see if i can figure out anything about it yeah all of you roll an arcana you know kind of with advantage now that you're in there staring at this thing yeah because that's uh, <laughs> that's reginald's strong suit hey a 16 i got a 16 hey, i also oh. got a 16 but i got a what? 16 for one uh, mine's everybody, a plus nothing everybody got a 16 yeah well that's cute holy crap. um you all are so convinced that she is happy you just you like you almost forget that you're holding your breath. You almost forget that you're underwater staring at a, a couple that's deeply in love. Like as you as you peer into whatever other plane of existence these two are now embracing each other in, you are so convinced and assured that letting her grab that or her grabbing that hand and being pulled into Sergey was the was the right decision that she is you know absolutely happy and you get the sense that not only is she happy 
you get the sense that she's safe. Something about this makes you feel like she is safe wherever she is. Well, then I'm going to return to the surface if I'm convinced of that. All right. I agree. All right. The three of your heads pop up. And no sooner do your heads pop up than you hear the following. A peal of thunder shakes the land, and the dark clouds coalesce into a terrible visage. Which, of course, for those listening at home, if you're not familiar with the term, is a face. So the clouds above you have coalesced into a terrible face. A deep, dark voice from beyond the mountains cries out, She is mine! A terrible crack resounds as blue lightning splits the sky and strikes the pool that you're in. Oh, zip. GG. Good game, Philip. All right. All you get to see is you hear that, and then you see the the gazebo just getting utterly destroyed. Um... A creature in the water when the lightning strikes must make a DC-17 saving throw. Okay. DC-17 what? Just a straight 17? Constitution saving throw. I read the wrong part. Sorry. Okay, there we go. <laughs> you shouldn't know that number. Oh. I save. I did not let the record show. 11 plus 6. 17. Nice. Let's oh. see if I have a plus 13 modifier. Holy crap. Because <laughs> I have a four. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, congratulations. Well, I, I don't two think. I do not have that. I have. A, I just have a four. Oh, okay. Never mind. Gotcha. I said let's see if I have one. Oh, sorry. Let me roll damage and... Wait, Dermon, what'd you roll? I rolled like a, like probably like a 10 or something. Uh, no, like an eight. Uh yeah. I don't know if the Burgomaster will be getting the sun back. I don't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. All right. 15. Oh, boy. 25. Oh. Um, thir- 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 31. I'm not liking these numbers. 37. Mm. 39. I'm good. Uh, 40, 47. Oh, holy cow. 57. Well, it's been <laughs> nice doing, man. <laughs> man. You take 57 damage, um, and Reginald, you'll take, uh, what's that, 20, 20, 20, 20, 23? Oi. 24 round up, right? 28. Sure. Was that more right? Yeah, that's more right. Sorry, 28. Oi. 28? Yeah, I did my math wrong. I'm done. Um, So Derman is face down. (laughs) (laughs) Derman's face down floating in the water. Face down floating in the water. No, uh, no, not dead, but pretty. No, I mean like unconscious or. Oh yeah, heck yeah, unconscious as moderately all. destabilized. Um, no, yeah, I mean I'm, I'm making death saving throws at, oh. at the present moment. Cool. I want to, 
oh, Reginald is gonna gonna reach over towards where Dermon is and kind of kind of right him a little bit so he's not at least face down and kind of start to start paddling towards the uh, back towards the ground. Um, okay, yeah, you're right there at the edge. Does he see Jericho? <clears throat> I'm not dead. You good? Yeah, I'm swimming back. I'm done. Gotcha. <laughs> I'm going. Everyone home. in the Everyone in the town is now coming out of their houses and running towards that area. Uh, the first ones, the first person to arrive there is Baron Krezkov as you roll each other out of the pool. And he says, what, what the hell happened? It should have um, used a rope, but uh, you know, we, we didn't. Uh, she, she went down into the pool and uh, saw a, an old lover and and there she's she's going. She says she's happy. He shouts, "What? What the hell happened to? to what the hell happened to Dermon? He'll uh, be fine. He'll be fine. He will not be fine. If you want him to do, oh wait, I don't know about that crap. Uh-huh. Yeah, he'll be fine. He'll <laughs> <laughs> be fine. You you mind if we uh, take do you him back anything, to your place? Do you have anything that can heal him? He's a bit uh." out of it he's uh he's not dead yet the baron is patting himself down he's like i i i i don't have any i don't have any health potions i don't i don't have anything to give him sure y'all y'all are adventurers you've obviously been traveling surely you've got something calm calm down I, i might have something i just was wondering if you had anything to stabilize him we don't need to fix him all up we he's not dead we're just trying to keep him from that right go ahead and roll Death saving throw, Dermon. One time. Um, what are the rules on that again? Um, ten or more is a success. Less than ten is a fail. Oh, and I succeeded. Nice. All right, Ooh. that's one. So rewind real quick. I got when I was in town from Potion Man. I got a couple of potions of health, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't think I've distributed those, but I can't remember how many I got. Mm, I don't remember how many you bought either. I think it was like two a piece or something, but pretty sure it was. But I've still got them in my pack somewhere. So can I reach in, grab one of those out? Of course, yeah. All right. So I am collecting up Dermon. I am collecting up our Dermon like a Me. baby, and going to feed him that health potion. Okay, I still um, got that real chunky potion we found on the first day. <laughs> I ooh. was hoping it was time. <laughs> Man, um, let's try one you, of these first. <laughs> so you give him the potion, and of course, he does regain. Um, uh, for the sake for the sake of time today, we'll say he regains fifteen hit points from that health potion. Hey, he's <laughs> All right, there you are. He's back. Oh, oh God, he's back. Thank, thank God. Jeez, man, you seem particularly invested in our cat, man. Are you all right? He told me he could revive my son if he learned a new power within 10 days. I can't let him die. Well, we're rather fond of him as well, but I'm, he'll be fine. He's, uh, he, Jericho, he's down to, what, like seven lives now? Uh... I don't know. He's died quite a bit. 
He's got a few more miles left on him. I'm sure he'll be fine. Same two thumbs, big cheesy grin. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna. I, Dermon, without doing anything on the ground, just grabs the holy symbol and <laughs> and just his entire body like glows as he uses one channel divinity to restore thirty hit points to himself. I thought you were about to just like rip it off and throw it. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, <laughs> uh, and one one big meaty pat on the back from Reginald. Hey, feeling all right down there? I'm fine. Told you we should have used the rope. But I'm going to. You were right. We should have used the rope. Should have used the rope. <laughs> Hey, uh, Irina's still in that water that got struck by lightning for several moments now. Right. I, I don't guys... really know what to do about that. You know, I, I'm i not entirely sure she's wanting to come back up. I mean, I tried swimming down to her, but it was more like I was looking at a picture of her. I, it, she didn't get any closer, no, how, no matter how far I swam. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you've noticed, but this whole this whole land is a little strange. It's uh, could be one of those instances where uh, maybe Strog had uh, wished her away. I don't, I wouldn't think so because it did. Did you hear something there at the end? It, it sounded a bit Strog like. I don't know. Strog's pretty in your face. I th- I feel like, I mean. He's kind of a drama queen, honestly. He really wants people to know it was him whenever he does something terrible and evil. It's kind of his, his shtick, you know? I noticed it. Drama queen. Yeah. Quick, quick interjection. The intent was for those the cloud face to sound like Strahd. Oh, it was? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah I agree. No mistake. Yeah, just like Strahd. <laughs> yeah, make no mistake, it was Strahd who just sent a lightning bolt to that pool. Well, then, yep, it was definitely Strahd. No questions asked. <laughs> Definitely him. He left. As a, I was he saying, left a business card. He's a bit of a drama queen, and he plastered his face across the entire sky and spoke in his own uh, ferocious timber. Uh, it was he was she was his now. Dermon um, gets up a bit shakily, puts a hand on a knee to stabilize himself. Gets up, stands fully soaking wet and says Strahd is gonna <coughs> vomits up a little bit of water gonna pay uh that'll be the last bit of dialogue that is said this week on Dungeon Boys but as you guys Ooh. turn to the pool and you are assuming that Strahd has taken possession of Irina in some way when you look into the pool you can see still for just a moment that Irina and Sergey, the person she referred to, are still locked in a loving embrace as they spin weightlessly, floating and suspended in the water, until a little bit of light appears between their two hearts and begins to grow and grow around them and envelop them, until all you can see is the light that surrounded them. You can see their two silhouettes of light spinning for a moment as they spin just one more time, and the light fades away, and they're both gone. Yeah, I think the uh, town shouldn't drink that water anymore. 
And that will be the last dialogue set <laughs> uh, for this episode of Dungeon Boys. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, if you are listening to this in podcast or YouTube form, know that we appreciate you. Um, I'm going to, we're going to try to do to try to do a better job of staying on track, keeping us this a weekly thing, getting back in the saddle properly. Um, we hope you enjoy the show. If you do enjoy the show, please certainly let us know by writing a review on whatever app you use to listen to us, uh, as well as if you want to catch me on social media uh, as the social media person for Tank Media Games, you can go to uh, my Twitter handle, at Tank Media Games, uh, in that profile, or Instagram, at Tank Media Games. On that profile, you will find a link tree to find all of our links for everything. Um, Discord, I've, maybe Discord is not on there. Just come to the, some to social media. I'll help you out. I'll help you find where you want to go. Um, anyway, thanks to the Dungeon Boys for getting back in the saddle. Hopefully, we'll be on a regular time with three-hour episodes following this. Uh, anything else, boys? Before I shut off this podcast. No, that's all. This is the first week we haven't drawn anything. No maps. No diagram. No nothing. That's, That's true. We, we had like six rolls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll be yeah. back at you Great. next week. We'll catch you then. Yep. Narrative, narrative, narratively strong gameplay week episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please know that we appreciate you if you do li- listen to this. And remember that we love you very, very much. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.